Good day, everybody. This is Brian Belter. This is Pastor Gimble. This is that other guy, John Meyer. <laughs> and we are once again presenting a podcast for the season of Lent. Um, I hope you all enjoyed the one we did last year on the book of Exodus. This year, we're going to be going through some selections in the book of Isaiah. We're going to be discussing the themes for the week. Our sermon series is going to follow Isaiah as well, so there's going to be a lot of good information during this Lenten season on this big old prophetic book of the Old Testament. So, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to go over pretty much an introduction to the book of Isaiah, some reasons why we're studying this book, and some things that we might find as we go through some of these key passages. Cool. It sounds like fun. I, I am got to admit, I'm a little weak on Isaiah. We read it all the time. I'm looking forward to having a refresher of my own as I'm going through this as well, but it should be good. It's a There's a lot of beautiful passages in here, for sure. For those of you that are familiar with uh, the way we did this last year, it's not going to be every day. Just want to let you know up front, we're going to be dropping these episodes every Tuesday and every Friday. So come and check us out, and we'll get through this amazing book together. All right, so I think a good place to begin is uh, discussing... What's the point of studying Isaiah? Why are we going through this during the Lent season here? There's several wonderful things found in this book that can enrich our lives as as Christians and in the world today. Well, aren't you forgetting the obvious reason? Because it's the Word of God. Well, yeah, and because we made you. (laughs) And, (laughs) yes, one of the typical themes themes in my life is that... uh, Pastor Andy Gimble often tells me what volunteer opportunities I have at Holy Cross, and this is one of them. That's <laughs> <laughs> the voluntold mentality. Voluntold. I love that term. That's right. So here we are. No, seriously, though, like our, our Lent midweek series, we're looking at the suffering servant passage of Isaiah, the end of 52 and the beginning of 53. So we thought we could just set it up with a little bit of context here at Holy Cross. So the actual episodes that you'll be hearing in the next several weeks are just going to sort of hit the highlights of other well-loved treasured passages in Isaiah, important passages for the whole of Scripture as well. So that's one of the reasons why we're taking a little bit of a deeper dive into it. But Brian's got all the, you know, smarter sounding answers than what I do right now. It feels really good to hear that coming from your pastor when you're studying the book of the Bible that I have the smarter answer. So I'll take that anytime I can. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> got got a got a couple bullet points, you know, some really good reasons to study this book. You know, first of all, it, it's going to help us to to know Christ better, to know his ministry better, because as we find throughout even the New Testament, uh, Isaiah is present throughout the New Testament in in spades. It's it's all over the place. And Jesus quotes it often and points back to it through his ministry. Also, to kind of get a, a better understanding of the book itself. You know, there's a, a ton of prophecies in this book that point towards Christ. Pretty much the entire book por- points towards Christ. Like they say, Isaiah is called often the fifth evangelist because mm-hmm. it's a, another gospel of Christ almost. Next, we've got uh, kind of learning more about the humiliation slash the exaltation of Christ that's to come. Again, that's part of those prophecies that we're going to, to kind of dive into some of them. Now, more historically, it's kind of it's going to help us understand the Old Testament a little bit better, the life of Israel, what's going on during the ministry of Isaiah and beyond. And then finally, it's going to help us to 
be more productive maybe in our, our church year. Again, we, we look at Isaiah minimum of 20 times throughout the liturgical church year. So it's something that we hear a lot. So it might be better to, to get a little understanding of, of what we're hearing and why we're hearing it. Yeah. I always feel like in church, you know, if you can think of the Bible in terms of like a forest, you know, in church, we, we zoom in and we look at like one leaf in the middle of a forest of Bible verses. Under a microscope. Well, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. Right. They're, they're, yeah. So I have the, the Bible on MP3 form on my phone, and they have one file per chapter, and there's like 1,163 MP3 files. So that says wow. there's over a 1,000 chapters in the Bible. You know, and then the verses within them are, you know, even far greater as well. So hopefully, you know, when you hear these passages, like Brian was saying, when they're read in church, you can get a bigger view of the the tree, I guess, right? If you're looking at this analogy, who is Isaiah? What was he talking about? What are some other themes in those verses that we aren't reading in church? Just kind of fill in the gaps a little bit more, too. We already read Isaiah several times this year in church as it stands. Uh, some key passages, but I think you're actually going to be more familiar with these passages than what you might think, because uh, that's what I found. I was surprised uh, gathering this list, like, oh, I've heard these passages before. Uh, so we'll be talking about a number of, again, well-loved, famous passages in this study. Uh, so there's some history to this, right? You said, Brian? Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit going on in Israel through the ministry of Isaiah. Just to kind of give you a little context of when Isaiah occurs and and who Isaiah is. Let's kind of dive into the specifics of his, you know, his life and ministry, the times that he lived in. We're talking about the 8th century BC. So roughly they put the date at the beginning of about 740 BC and his ministry runs for about 60 years, but the book of Isaiah covers all the way until 539 BC. So you think, what is that all about? How can how can this man that lived, you know, ministered for 60 years have a, you know, 200 year book prophecies and uh, information there? Well, scholars know. have debated this. Let's yeah, just yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a number of theories <clears throat> out there. I, maybe Pastor Meyer, you want to enlighten us on some of those? Well, there's, there, I mean, like, there's tons. There, there's a whole bunch of people. I think actually modern scholarly consensus is that he's post-exilic. Everybody thinks Isaiah didn't actually write till well after they came back from the exile. There's a lot of people who think that, but even diving in further than that, I think amongst a more conservative and uh, I guess you could say uh, closer to us, right, there are these people who think that there were three men and they kind of put together this book and each one kind of does their own thing with this and they eventually piece this thing all together into one book that they call Isaiah, but it's really under three different kinds of authors. Now, I'm not going to purport either one of those two views as being... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sort of okay as an interpretive key to Isaiah. I, I don't think either one is true, but there's there's tons of different views. Um, but yeah, you, you'd find a whole range. Yeah, because I mean, that's one of the problems with the text is the wide date range, and so that's why you have these different things. I will say, you know, the multiple author theories, as I learned, is a relatively recent thing, so that's mm-hmm. only come about in the last 200 years or so. And historically before that, for the first gosh, millennia, or two even, since Isaiah was written, it was traditionally held that it was just one author. Yeah. And nobody really questioned it for years and years and years and years until finally somebody came along and said, he couldn't, how could he possibly have known who Cyrus? That doesn't make any sense, guy. And finally they decide they have to make up some theory other than it's Isaiah. 
Okay. Right? Yeah. I can see where you stand on that. Oh, that it's it's ridiculous. Well, you know. Hey. Well, then how do we justify the the one authorship theory or not theory? What we're claiming is the one author of Isaiah. I mean, I from what I read and what I study is he's a prophet. That's the best way to make sense of it. Right. Prophets prophesy. That means they they tell you what's going on now. They also can tell you what's going to go on in the future. So. I don't know why there's such a big uh, hubbub about it. It only kind of makes sense to me. that. Well, yeah, and I, I give God a lot of credit there. You know, God can certainly work through him to make these prophecies and predictions way far out in the future past his lifetime as well. That's, that's a good thing to remember as we discuss Isaiah as a prophet, that it's not Isaiah that's, you know, giving us this information. It's, it's God through Isaiah. What do they say the prophet is a... Mouthpiece of the Lord. Um, we learned that all the way back with Aaron as the prophet of Moses from God. And we see that in Isaiah here as well. That through the revelation from God, Isaiah is able to give us all this wonderful, wonderful scripture. So Isaiah was one of a couple of different prophets in the Old Testament as well. So I think it might be helpful for us to perhaps just dive in a little bit as to prophets as a, as a big lump. So I know, John, I'm going to pick on you again. Oh, no. You're, you're teaching on this. <laughs> I am. And you're... Wednesday morning Bible study. Yes, special plug. Wednesday at 9.30. Come and join us. That's right. Not so subtle hint there. No, not at all. We do a lot of these on this podcast. (laughs) So tell us about prophets and kind of stuff in general. Oh, gosh. Um, Don't even know where to start almost. But prophets, I mean, especially Isaiah. Isaiah lives in a prophetically rich time. Jonah would be one of his contemporaries. So would Hosea. So would Amos and, and Joel. They all have really interesting things to say. You, you can whittle them down. It's it's like the Sunday school lesson on the prophets, right? The, the message of the prophets is repent, right? That, that's always like, that's almost too simplistic because the difference is in how Hosea and, and Joel and Amos come about that message is completely different. And then and then repentance is, is just a small part of Isaiah's message, right? But Isaiah's mm-hmm takes God's word and he speaks it to his people. And, and it's wonderfully encapsulated right there in the middle of the book in chapter 40, right? When chapter 40 starts out with comfort, comfort my people. That, that's what this whole thing is about. So prophets as, as a genre are actually really interesting to kind of get into. It takes a, a lot to, to get a handle on the poetry and, and how that's working and the prose that they use and how that works. And when you get into Isaiah, he's especially difficult because, as was mentioned, he's a predictive prophet, most of the prophets, I mean, if they're predicting future events, it's not it's not as specific as Isaiah gets, right? Yeah, he gets um, crazy specific right. in some spots, too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really remarkable. It is. It's kind of like bone-chilling, almost like, wow, <laughs> well, okay, all right. So there is some of that. But, you know, I almost start every sermon, right, when we get to a prophet. <laughs> it's not about future-telling, but Isaiah kind of is, kind of is. Yeah, so we're going to hear some in this Bible study that still haven't fully been fully realized yet. You know, especially when you get to the end of Isaiah, when he talks about the new heavens and the new earth. We get some of that even in earlier parts of Isaiah. I think chapter 11, we got a little bit of a piece of that too. But yeah, it's it's just amazing to see God working through those things to, again, foretell his message to his people. So to kind of wrap up our uh, introductory podcast here on the book of Isaiah, I think it's really important to kind of talk about what themes are going to be prevalent throughout this book as we study it. A lot of it is going to be centered around Judah and Jerusalem falling away from God, not keeping the covenant 
and basically being ignorant of their actions and, in addition to that, actively rebelling against the Word of God. Yeah, and this is a theme that's not just with Isaiah, but common throughout a lot of the prophetic writings, Mm -hmm. like what we talked about earlier. But I think, you know, even reading chapter 1, verse 1, even directly addresses Judah and Jerusalem. So they're the specific targets of this. Right, and it does talk extensively about what Israel, or I'm sorry, what Judah and Jerusalem are doing incorrectly. Talks about the punishment that's going to come if this continues, but ultimately we're going to, he's going to proclaim that redemption is possible. It is, it can happen, and we all know how that does happen. Yep, ultimately through our Lord and Savior Jesus there. You sent me that one up like a golf ball on a tee there, Brian. Thank you. It, that was the, the typical Sunday school answer. What is it? Jesus. Jesus. Always. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's really important that we recognize that this is a book of, of woe and doom and th- bad things are going to happen, but ultimately it is a book of righteousness, salvation, and redemption. Yeah, we'll say this podcast is going to lean more towards the latter, though. <laughs> I would hope so. We'll, we'll have elements of the, the first part of it, too. But, yeah, uh, a lot of people's favorite passages from this book are very, very gospel-rich. Absolutely. And, again, like we said, the most important thing is Christ here. We're going to see him all over the place in Isaiah, again, through the specific prophecies that we read in our Gospels being fulfilled about the coming Messiah it's going to amaze you, because it always amazes me, at how all these things came true in, in one man. Can I share some of these? Yeah, Just yeah, for examples real quick. So we've got the Emmanuel passage, right? You will call his name Emmanuel. We've got the for unto us a child is born, to us a son is given passage. That's also Isaiah. We have the shoot coming forth from the stump of Jesse. That's an Isaiah as well. Comfort, comfort ye my people, says your God. That's there. You know, the suffering servant section. Again, we're, we're going to be preaching in our Lent series about all the suffering that Jesus endured was a prediction that uh, Isaiah foretold. And those are just a couple of, I would say, probably the biggies that point specifically to Christ. And I would say are exclusive to Isaiah and aren't found anywhere else, too. So it should be a really rich study with a lot of good information, good things you can use in your in your Christian Bible study life. And we hope that you really enjoy this series. So I think that's going to wrap up our first episode on an introduction to the book of Isaiah. I want to encourage all of you to join us every Tuesday and Friday where we'll be dropping these episodes and working through this wonderful book of the prophet. Yeah, and speaking of shameless plugs like we talked about before, I'd also like to encourage you to continue to receive God's gifts in worship with us here at Holy Cross. Uh, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday here, so we have worship services at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. We're going to be having a meal before the 7 p.m. service, starting at 5:45. What are we eating this week? Is it? That's the most important question. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. So this week we have a baked pasta by the Grace Evening Guild, one of my personal favorites. It is always a good one because uh, there's a delicious variety of home-cooked foods. So. That, that there is. Sometimes they have fazoli breadsticks, too. Which, oh, yeah. Do you like fazoli breadsticks? I love fazoli breadsticks. Yeah. Ladies, did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> We'd love to have you join us for that. And then, of course, regular uh, weekend worship services, Saturday night at 5 p.m., Sunday morning, 8 a.m. and 10.30, and Bible study and education hour in between those Sunday morning services starting at 9.15 Whenever the long-winded pastor gets done preaching his sermon. Just like the the long-winded pastor announcing the services. 
So. Yes, thank you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. Come back, join us, let's have fun with the book of Isaiah and, and get some good information here. Thanks for joining us, and we'll hopefully we'll see tune you next. in on for Friday. Yeah, see you next time. And now, if you could all please join me in a word of prayer. That's how we'd like to close out each of our podcasts. So please join me. Heavenly Father, we once again come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts for this opportunity to study your word and to better understand your book of scripture. Please bless all who hear these words and may they be encouraged to dive deeper into your word and to better understand Christ and the salvation that lies with him. Bless our weeks, bless our lives, and bring us back together again to study your word. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.